0: Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 26th, 2022, and this is episode 54. So, welcome back, guys. Um, Kind of have a little bit of a different uh, episode for you today. Um, In fact, I don't think we've done anything like today's episode before, Uh, just wasn't appropriate, it wasn't applicable. Uh, But maybe in the future we would do other episodes like this. And the reason I say that is because I want to use today's episode to sort of reflect out loud about uh, the takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk. I mean, obviously, if you're in the social media world, this is a preeminent topic of discussion. I think that may even be an understatement. Um, This is something that has sort of set... The social media world ablaze in terms of debating whether this is a good thing, a bad thing, a a TBD kind of a thing to be decided uh, as to how bad or good it is. Um, So I think, you know, I want to use this episode not necessarily to weigh in with a a personal opinion, uh, whether I may have one or not. It's not really of any value to you guys. But what I did want to do is kind of think about this from all sides and look at some of the things that are being said and are being proffered in terms of what the outcomes could be for this, in terms of people who use Twitter, who advertise on Twitter, who value Twitter, uh, you know, who are just Twitter, you know, uh, uh, you know devotees who, who will never let go of their of their uh, um, uh, love for this platform, even as every every other new platform sort of supersedes it. <laughs> Um, so that's really what I want to do today, guys, and so it's going to be a little bit open-ended. Um, we'll see how long I end up rambling on about it, but I think where I want to begin is, you know, let's let's backtrack this a little bit. So Elon Musk, you know, had made overtures towards Twitter. I think he was even veiling some of them in his tweets for a while about, you know, free speech and about, you know, people, you know, wanting an edit button. I think he may have put a tweet out about that at one point, like, hey, do you want an edit button on Twitter, something to that effect. So there, there were some hints out there that he, he would do something like this. And of course, you know, at first he made an overture and the board, you know, did a poison pill uh, so that they wouldn't be taken over at first or that they would have time to review options and it wouldn't be such a, uh, a rapid process for him to actually buy the company. So apparently they took the poison pill and they used the time to consider the latest overture that he made, which ended up being the one that they accepted the $44 billion um you know that he put forward uh, for it and if i read this correctly it appears that of that 44 billion 21 billion is his own money okay so i guess that's you know Elon Musk writing a check out of his checking account um and then the other 23 billion is financed now i may have that wrong if i if i have that wrong guys i apologize but that's what i thought i read today in terms of you know how i understood the terms of the deal okay so, and we'll come back to that later in terms of how he bought the company because that could be relevant for future developments. So, so he buys the company. Says, okay, I'm bringing free speech back. In fact, I'm going to read you the tweet that he sent out uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, it's a short quote, but he said, "Quote: Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated." Said, "Quote." Uh, Uh, I, quote, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it, unquote. So this is really kind of an interesting statement, guys, because if you've used Twitter, and if you happen to be using it for business, at some point or another, you probably have thought to yourself, this platform could do a lot of things or some things better than it does now. And if you notice, and I'm, I'm sure in one of our Twitter episodes we have a couple of them, I probably alluded to this somewhere along the way, but Twitter has thrown everything at the wall to see what sticks in terms of new features, new, you know, new uh, functionality, you know, putting, putting spaces on, uh, um, onto the, the platform for, like, sort of on-the-go podcasting, if you want to call it that. Uh, they did fleets where they had, like, like uh, Twitter stories, basically their version of Twitter stories. Um, you know, they, they've, they've uh, opened up new monetization options. Like, you can put, like, a little tip jar in your profile if you're a business account or something like that. <laughs> you know, so whatever you want to call it. So, so, so Twitter has tried a lot of stuff in a short time. I mean even for the social media world that evolves fairly rapidly it has really been moving quickly at trying to find ways to to generate more revenue uh, open up more more of a user base i mean twitter blue uh which was a subscription serv, which is a sub- a subscription service uh let me check how much twitter blue costs guys uh allows you to sort of edit your um your tweets um let's see okay it's twitter blue so it looks like it's a few bucks a month you know like 3 4 dollars a month something like that um you know allows you to undo tweets you know use different color themes so on and so forth auto correcting things so so this is just another one of the examples of what twitter has been trying to do to expand its its um its appeal and it's and it's and it's um its user base if you will so You know, to Elon Musk's point, I don't think it's only Elon Musk who thinks that Twitter could be better, that thinks that Twitter could, I mean, look at some of the things he listed here. New features, okay, he said, uh, enhancing the product with new features. So number one, yes, I, I think Twitter's trying a lot of new features. A lot of them are not working. Some of them are interesting. I think Spaces is kind of caught on. I think that, you know, being able to do some other monetization in your profile is kind of interesting. I think people probably appreciate that if they're big on Twitter uh, but a lot of things have failed I mean there's no question about it. like most of the features have not caught on or they 're not used that much like voice tweeting, for example. I actually kind of like voice tweeting because it 's kind of nice when you 're like in the car and you can 't type uh, but i don't i don't see anybody using voice tweets. I mean even Gary Vaynerchuk, the king of voice and the 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 prophet of voice um, you know he he basically um, he basically uh has not voice tweeted since I think it was first rolled out i can 't even I cannot even recall the last time he sent out a voice tweet. But they've not removed the functionality. It's still there. At least I've I've used it uh, a couple times over the last several days. So so Elon Musk talked about new features. Definitely I think the Twitter community is open to that. Uh, Making the algorithms open source to increase trust. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. Like if you are trying to be bigger on Twitter or you're trying to use Twitter more to your advantage, it might be interesting if there was more transparency on the algorithm. What works? What gets engagement? What gets reach? What doesn't work? What's a waste of time? All those questions could be could potentially be answered by making the algorithm open source. Uh, defeating the spam bots. Definitely, think everybody would agree that that's a positive. Uh, I mean, Twitter is just rife with spam bots. I mean, it's and honestly, it has really picked up speed lately. Out of my personal Twitter account, I notice pretty much daily. There's a tweet that has me and, like, 20 other people in it from some no-name account, you know, congratulating us on winning something. Or Honestly, I don't even pay attention to it anymore, so I'm not even sure what the intent of the tweet is, but it is definitely coming from a bot. And it definitely is just hammering away at my, at my mentions on a daily basis, and it's just pointless, and it wastes time. So I think defeating spam bots is something that everybody would agree would be a great thing if that can be done. And then he says, an authenticating all humans. I, I don't know exactly what he means by that. My guess is he's saying the reverse of the spam bot. So like if somebody opens an account on Twitter and it looks like they are that person, you can trust that they are that person. I do see a lot of accounts that will take the handle of a famous person or a well-known uh, personality, tweak it by a letter or a number or a couple letters, and then just copy all of their tweets. And I mean like literally just replicate their account. With a slightly different handle, and you know they start to get followers because they look like they look like the celebrity, they look like the person who you thought you were you were going to be following in the first place. So they they in they impersonate and then cannibalize in some sense, you know, sort of take over uh, some of the followers and some of the attention that the normal account, the regular account, would have normally gotten. So I think that's what he means when he says authenticating all humans, because sometimes you can't tell if the person who appears to be a certain personality is actually that person, okay? Now you say, Chris, well, what about the blue check mark? Well, yeah, the blue check mark helps, but sometimes you could have a fairly well-known personality who doesn't have a blue check mark, and then you just can't tell, like, well, wait, I mean, this handle is close to this handle, is close to that handle, who's who? So I think that's what he means by that. So, I mean, all of these, all of these intentions are noble. And I, and I think you would be hard-pressed to, to disagree with Elon Musk or anybody else making these things happen on Twitter. So that's kind of on the technical side in terms of what he could be doing to make this platform better or worse, as the case may be. On the flip side of that, the fear is that Elon Musk is going to open Twitter to the kind of free speech that is going to pollute the platform and drive honest good-intentioned users away from using Twitter. And to be honest with you guys, you know, thinking about, you know, where I live in the United States and the first amendment, the, the, the guarantees free speech and all that, you know, I certainly understand the concept and the principle here. The the practical question is Does that maneuver on Elon Musk's part render this platform bad for business? That's the real question. I mean, it's not about, you know, how does Chris or anybody else feel about free speech on Twitter? That's a wholly separate debate that we're not having on this podcast today. The question is, if he goes down that road, what does it do to this platform in terms of your ability to use it for business? And I think, honestly, guys, like, it's open-ended. It's like, I have no idea. I I, I just, I think that's going to take time to play out. And I think the marketplace is going to tell you the answer to that question. In other words, as people who might normally be banned from Twitter or silenced somehow or their tweets suppressed or whatever tactic Twitter used to use, like that if they even use those tactics. I mean, they probably use some of them at a minimum. They definitely banned accounts and things like that. So the question would be, if that stops and a lot of unsavory speech and personalities come back onto the platform, do the people who are using the platform for good purposes, for productive purposes, say, you know what? I don't want to see this stuff. I don't want to read this stuff. I don't want to know about this stuff. I'm leaving, and or I don't want my business residing on a platform that does these types of things, that has this type of content swirling around. Those are the open-ended questions, guys. And I think when you see the number of people who leave Twitter and the number of people who come onto Twitter and the requisite effects on advertising revenue, you will have the answer to that question. You will know... Was it a good move? For, I mean, financially, like if Elon Musk is doing this out of the goodness of his heart or symbolically, then obviously everything I'm about to say does not apply. But if he's making a financial play here of some sort, right? then the question is going to be when, it's, when the dust settles, are there more accounts on Twitter, less accounts on Twitter, more ad revenue from Twitter, less ad revenue from Twitter, what's the deal? What did Elon Musk get out of buying Twitter? Did he get a net increase in attention and accounts and revenue or a net decrease? And again, I think those metrics will tell you how badly or not the public at large, the Twitter using public, or about to use Twitter public, wanted this platform to go down this road. You will know the answer to that in due time. I think, as a practical matter, for you guys as business owners, obviously it's a personal choice. You'll you'll make the decision. I you know I, I imagine as, as as you know time permits, as it gives you the feedback that you need, as you start to see what the platform becomes like uh, over time, and 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 everybody will make an individualized decision there. I think that uh, I, I had heard a rumor, uh, sort of as a semi aside here, that Elon Musk might even stop advertising it on Twitter like like may stop people from being able to advertise on Twitter. I don't think that's the case. In fact, a headline, let me just bring this up for you guys. A headline in the Wall Street Journal, uh, that was published looks like maybe yesterday, uh, was titled, Elon Musk's backing means Twitter needs ads to stay aloft, unquote. And then the subtitle says Musk will need the cash flow from Twitter's advertising business to pay off debt used to back the deal. So remember before I told you how he, you know, how he supposedly finances deal, 21 billion of his own money, 23 billion in financing. So that 23 billion in financing, I mean, you got to make the payments on that. And apparently, the plan is to do it through advertising revenue. So to me, that says he's not going to remove ads from, you know, he's not going to stop people from advertising on the platform. But what I would note here is that when we talk to you guys about organic content, getting real good at your organic content, uh, but but also uh, you know, and not just relying on paid traffic, but also trying to steer people into your email list, into traffic that you quote unquote own, this is why. This is this is the very reason why. I mean, this is, this is a situation where you could literally, let's say, I mean, and not many people probably have done this uh, lately, but if you've built your business around Twitter, and then Elon Musk buys Twitter, now you're kind of hanging in the balance like, hey, you know, what's this platform going to be like? Is this going to get polluted with with the hate speech and things like that or you know is he not going to allow me to advertise on there anymore am I just going to have my ads pulled from there you know these questions these doubts all of a sudden just just arise like overnight and it's like if this is where you built your business social media wise i mean you are sweating bullets right now you know this is a real problem for you so that's why we encourage you guys that yes you need to be active on these platforms the more omni channel you can get the better Organic, paid, et cetera, but take that traffic and turn it into email addresses on your email list because of this type of thing, this kind of rug pull potential, uh, you know, uh, sort of outcome here uh, where all of a sudden, you know, Elon Musk comes along and pulls the rug out from under you, okay? So I wanted to acknowledge, you know, so far we've kind of gone over what Elon said he's going to change about Twitter, like what improvements he wants to make, and we can agnostically say that those things... Probably are good things if they happen. We've also looked at the fact that Elon Musk wants to open Twitter back up into more more of a free for all kind of platform. So we talked about that and how that may affect you uh, or, or not, you know, depending on how much dependence you have on Twitter. And then we talked a little bit about, you know, what is you know playing it out a little bit. What does this kind of event mean for you when you're plotting out your social and, and digital strategies, like you know, in terms of you know, being insulated against stuff like this. Okay. So I think guys, you know, that's kind of the bulk of what I wanted to talk about. Um I, I think I would kind of conclude by saying, and, and we're we're actually I, I had planned a little while ago to do more an episode more about what I'm about to say. So I'm just gonna drop this more as a teaser and then I will build on this concept in a future episode. But the the thing about Twitter is you know kind of putting Elon Musk aside for a second, Twitter is and and i and I think I heard it described this way. Maybe this wasn't the exact word, but I'm pretty sure I heard it described as a listening platform, okay that you don't you don't go on Twitter to create enduring content. I mean when you think about your Twitter feed I mean. You know, maybe you favorite some tweets or you, you find a way to save some along the way that you see people putting out. But basically, Twitter is just a steady torrent of, you know, opinions, you know, commentary, snarky remarks, you know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. And it's just literally flying by. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, on your, on your own profile, you could take a single tweet and you could pin it to the top. Maybe you can even make a thread out of it so it's actually like pinning a lot of tweets to the top. But, I mean, the bottom line, guys, is, you know, Twitter is not like a curated platform like Instagram or even TikTok with the video, you know, the, the, the videos all kind of arranged three by three, you know, or three by whatever. Um, you, you understand what I'm saying? You know, it's it's probably the least curated platform that there is. It's just fleeting, you know, pardon the pun, we used to have fleets, um, it's just this fleeting series of mostly textual, but sometimes videos, sometimes pictures, uh, content that just flies by, right? So it's really a platform to go listen to what people in your space are talking about in your business, in your industry, in your discipline. What are they talking about? What questions are they asking? How can I answer those questions? How can I provide value back to that audience? So Twitter has a functionality that arguably is really just unto Twitter. There really isn't any other platform like it in that regard. And that's both a good thing, I think, for Twitter and a bad thing because you just don't get entertained on Twitter like you do, for example, on TikTok, okay? So I think I'm musing a lot about this, guys, because the big question is, does this even matter to you? You know, does Elon Musk buying Twitter even mean anything to you? And for some of you, I think the answer is going to be absolutely not, Chris. I don't even go on there anymore. I do nothing with my business on there. I've never spent an ad dollar on there. But for others, it could be like, well, yeah, you know, this is a problem because I've got a presence on there. I've got followers. I'm active on there. I don't want this this platform to get polluted. So I think, guys, I would kind of wrap it up there and say, you know, look, you know, This is something that's just going to take time. It's, I mean, maybe a year from now we can come back and say, what did this mean? What did this mean for Twitter? What, you know, did things go bad? Did things go well? Did things go nowhere? You know, it's just going to take time to answer the question. So, what I wanted to do with this episode, and like I said, it's different from a lot of the other ones we've done, is to just kind of think aloud with you guys, like think through the problem a little bit, think through the issue a little bit, like. Does this really matter? If it matters, how how might it matter? Where might some good come of this? Where might some bad come of this? And just help you guys kind of survey the landscape a little bit. Help you look out there and say, okay, what specific impact is this going to have on my business? What is this going to do to me? Okay, so anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. I I, I can't say this is the last I'm going to say on this Elon Musk matter. I mean, other thoughts may come to me. Other developments may crop up as we go along as Elon speaks more on this, on this subject and really kind of unveils more specific plans and stuff. So we probably will revisit this here on the podcast uh, and talk more about this takeover. But where I really want the focus to go more broadly is into other things about Twitter that you guys can practically apply and use and take advantage of and things of that nature. Okay, so that's where more of the emphasis would go. But yes, if there's some headlines or some interesting developments with Elon, we will uh, more than likely address them here. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. Um, Went a little over 20 minutes. Um, Look out for episode uh, 55. Uh, We'll be out in the next couple days, probably before Friday, uh, but potentially closer to the weekend. Um, So we'll we'll do that. We'll get to that second episode later this week. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Maybe even, you know, if you like this format, this more opinionated kind of, reflective uh, format, um, you know, let me know. I mean, let, drop us a line and say, hey, want a, want more philosophical kind of episodes like that uh, uh, from you guys. So, okay? So anyway, guys, um, follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Transform. Um, uh, check out the website, transform.com And, of course, uh, we would love it if you like this episode, if you subscribe to the podcast, if you share the podcast with your uh, friends and family and loved ones. I would really, really, really super appreciate that. Of course, we appreciate all your guys' support uh, thus far, Uh, listening to these episodes, sharing them, commenting, things like that. Super, super, super appreciate it. With that, guys, I'm going to leave you uh, with a a good Tuesday night. I hope everybody enjoys the night. And again, like I said, we will be back later this week with episode 55. Thanks, guys, and have a good night.